خوش اومدید همتون گرم من شهریار افشار هستم میزبان شما در پالیتیکس 365 امروز uh, یک پولیتیکال uh, اکتیویست uh, در واشنگتن دی سی به برنامه دعوت کردیم بیژن نکوی uh, بیژن uh, یک اکتیویست uh, در چند تا زمینه فعالیت کرده و واقعا عضو یه نسلیه که در این جنبش ملی و سراسر دنیا نقش خیلی مهمی رو بازی میکنه ایشون تو چند تا پولیتیکل کمپین شرکت کرده و میخواستیم دعوتش کنیم بیژن و تا اونجا که میتونیم یاد بگیریم که چجوری میتونیم ایرانی ها رو تقویت کنیم حمایت کنیم در کمپین های سیاسی آمریکا در هر بخشی شهرداری استان فرال کندسی کنگره چجوری میتونیم به ایرانی ها کمک کنیم راهنمایی کنیم که در هر کمپینی که میخوان در این کشور آمریکا موفق بشن بقیه برنامه به انگلیسیه پس بریم دنبال گفتگون بیژن welcome uh, to politics revive so great to have you here i've been excited to speak with you i i i, I love having i'm going to call you the next generation uh, because uh, i feel like i'm part of the older generation now but the next generation of Iranian Americans active in U.S. political affairs, so important. We've been here for 45 years as a community, and I think we all feel we all could have done better. We all could be a lot more uh, politically active. And you've been involved with various political campaigns. Uh, I just feel like your lessons learned are so important. Before we get into the, uh, you know, how to invite uh, and encourage Iranians to get involved with U.S. political campaigns, Tell us a little bit about your background, your education, uh, how many languages you speak. <laughs> I thought Mandarin was really cool. And we'll go. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's a it's a pleasure to be with you. Thank you so much uh, for, for having me. And I I was very excited to to join you today and then and, and chat a little bit about this. It's a it's a it's an issue that I think is really important. You know, general political activism, getting involved in our system is really where we draw <clears throat> all of our strength. And so. Uh, I was really looking forward to having this conversation today. So thank, though, thank you so much for for making the time. Uh, Bijan Nakui, uh, I've been a political strategist and a government consultant now for my gosh, uh, well over a decade. Uh, I'm based here in D.C. and originally from Portland, Maine. And and uh, over the course of my career, I've had the opportunity to work with uh, all levels of government. You know, from folks here at the agency level, um, all across the federal government to candidates across the nation. Uh, running for office at various levels, uh, and then also helping with ballot initiatives uh, and different local community causes. Uh, I've been politically focused and government focused, uh, public policy focused for most of my career. Uh, and I've been very lucky to work with, uh, you know, a spectrum of folks who come from different backgrounds, who just want to do good by their community, and I want to be able to empower them. And so uh, that's kind of the lens of which I, I come to my work. I am from, you know, a family, I am first generation. So my, my mother, originally born in Boston, my father Tehran. And so uh, my perspective growing up, uh, as you say, <laughs> you know, the next generation, I think, is is an important one. And I think the more voices that we have in this conversation, uh, the better. And and we welcome that. And I think that that's something that is worth fighting for. So thank you so much for the time. It's, it's great to be here. Thanks, Vijan. So, you know, when, when I feel like Iranian Americans, being one of them all these years I've been in this country, it feels like, I mean, first, Iranians have to get over their, uh, I don't know, suspicion of politicians, right? Politicians in general don't have a good reputation either in this country and worst of all in Iran. So we don't come from a history of participatory democracy. 
We don't come from a history and culture of political activism. Any political activist that most Iranians know has gotten shot or hung or arrested. or I mean, it just doesn't pay to be politically active, at least in our cultural understanding. But of course, many of us, and there's a wide degree of perceptions here, uh, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, doesn't really matter. This conversation is agnostic in that way. It doesn't matter. We're not trying to promote one political party over another. We're trying to promote political activism. Of course, after 45 years, you know, we've observed other minorities in this country have massively more influence in the U.S. political system. I'm talking federal, uh, local, uh, state, every level than we have. Of course, we've also seen people running for office in the, and being successful, Iranian-Americans, second, third generation, maybe even uh, first generation. Uh, they've gone to city councils. Uh, I don't think we've ever had an Iranian uh, governor, but you know, many, many people in high-level appointment positions in state-level government. It's a lot of them in California, of course, a lot of them across the country. Um, no, we don't, don't really, I don't think uh, we've had any uh, uh, congressional candidates. But what I'm saying is, uh, I feel like we, we're getting over our fear of getting involved in politics, if, if we are able to. Uh, but how would you encourage uh, a potential candidate from getting involved? Do you have to start at a city council and then move to Congress? Or uh, how, how would you involve someone interested in public service, get, you know, get, get organized and move forward? Absolutely. Well, it first starts by listening to this podcast. That's the first, <laughs> first step that you can do. Excellent advice. Excellent advice. Yeah. <laughs> the first step is, is making sure that you listen to this podcast here. Uh, no, and, and so, you know, I, I think it's tremendously important and, and it starts in, in all seriousness, I think it starts with having conversations like this and, and broadening the aperture to more folks across this country and building a bigger audience, right? So I think it starts, it's as simple as starting the conversation, I think, and, you know, once we can start the conversation, we can sort of build off there. It's, it's been said and ideas been put out there and we can, we can go about and, and start to create some action. So I think, you know, Put simply, I think it first starts with having the conversation and saying, look, we want to build more political power, make sure more voices are represented in the conversation. And so it starts here. But the second piece about, you know, getting involved is, you know, the beautiful thing about the, the American system, uh, for all of the news that we see, just, you know, in these days, it, it's it's quick and there's there's a lot to cover and a lot to follow. Uh, you have the power, right? The, the, be the beautiful thing about the system is the power rests in the individual. Um, and collectively with cooperation, you know, hopefully we can get things done. You know, uh, the environment seems a little bit more complex these days, but don't let that discourage you. I think, you know, in the end, the individual has tremendous influence and tremendous power in this country. And you, you do have the ability to sort of change the environment around you. Uh, one thing that's really important is to not get sort of lost in, in the noise and just remember that, you know, we can get into this for the right reason. So if you're looking, if you're living in a, in a community, I'll use mine, I'm from Portland, Maine originally. You know, if I saw, you know, an issue uh, with rising tides or, a, you know, a local issue with, with the roads or zoning for growth and development, I mean, you have forums available to you that are open to the public. And there's nothing stopping you from being able to run for office, uh, for run for sheriff if you need to, uh, county executive. I mean, these positions are there and oftentimes, go unfilled or unchallenged. And so uh, the strength of our system depends on your on that participation. And so the, there is, the barrier is very low to getting involved. In, in other words, the system is there. Those positions are open and available. 
And so it's just a matter of, you know, filling, filling out what is a fairly straightforward paperwork uh, and then getting involved. And so I would encourage your listeners to, to do that. If you're thinking about solving an issue in your community, uh, you know, the, the, you can go on down to City Hall and file your paperwork uh, and get involved. And then your voice is part of, part of the discussion. I, I don't necessarily think, though, that enacting change across this country needs to be done necessarily at the presidential level. Well, that is great, and it's great to aspire to that. And a whole lot of things can get done if you, you, know, you decide to run for president. Uh, but, but this country is made up of, of a series of, of changes and a series of policies, right? And, and they all kind of connect together and form into the federal government in one way or another. And so you know, even doing good by your community, uh, whether you're on a school board, uh, in, our, in, our, in our case in Portland, Maine, we had a charter commission uh, election in the past couple of years, which is essentially to review our city's constitution. Uh, you know, un unpaid, you know, it was for a, for a short term, uh, but you're essentially reviewing a document and rewriting the rules of the city. Now that is tremendously impactful, not just to your community in the short term, but it, it will leave a lasting impact for many decades to come. And so it's something small like that. Sure, you, you know, you'll need to run how to learn how to run a campaign and speak with your neighbors and learn how to disagree, you know, politely and disagree with insight. Uh, but the process is there and it's just looking for folks who are brave enough and who are motivated enough to get involved. But the system is as powerful as it is uh, because of ordinary people wanting to get involved. And so, uh, you know, I think aim for the stars, like sure, if Congress is your goal, uh, certainly gaining some of that experience is tremendously valuable in understanding how our legislative processes work. Uh, but you don't necessarily need to become president to move mountains. Right. No, thank you for mentioning all those points, especially uh, starting at the local level. Many offices, political offices, go unchallenged. Your county registrar of voters typically has a list, whichever county you live in. You can see what elections are coming up and what offices. Uh, school boards are a great way to kind of get your feet wet, as they say, uh, get some experience, um, learn how to be on a governing uh, side of things. Um, uh, I think that's, if, and you don't have to move anywhere, right? It's like where you live and maybe you, your kids are in school. Definitely a school board is a great place to start. Water boards, you know, uh, uh, being on water authorities, uh, all these local planning jurisdictions. Um, and then, you know, Congress, the thing, interesting thing about Congress is you don't have to live in that district to, to run for that district, which is really odd to me, but uh, and when I look at the gerrymandering that has gone on, and this is, I don't even know how to translate gerrymandering in Farsi, by the way, but, uh, but basically uh, you would think that congressional districts are, are created with some logic uh, based on geography and culture or society or economics. But as a matter of fact, they're not. They're created by, at the state level by state legislators. Uh, and if your legislators Republican or Democrat, then at whatever point in time they're able to redraw the map, they can draw a very crazy looking map to uh, favor a Democratic or Republican majority. Uh, so if I, I always tell people, if you've never done it, go look at the congressional districts of your county or you know uh, wherever you live. You'll be shocked at what it looks like. It literally makes no sense. If, it's the craziest <laughs> thing in American politics I've ever seen. Um, but if you get over that, uh, and and you do want to run. And the reason I think people are interested in Congress is that they deal with foreign affairs they, uh, or they're part of the review oversight body. Not, the, the administration sets foreign policy, but Congress uh, has oversight authority and funding 
uh, ability for various foreign adventures, good or bad. Um, so I think people have a sense that I could be more relevant as an exp as a as a uh, immigrant uh, in those uh, forums. Um, but you don't have to, you know, like you say, you can, you can start small. Um, right. Tell us a little bit about the party system. You know, I've never been a big fan of, of I. I've had a lot of experience with the Democratic uh, organizations. I've worked with Republicans. Uh, I'm agnostic when it comes to political activism. I just want Iranians to get involved and, and vote and register and, and run for office. And whatever their policies are, we can debate that later. Uh, but if you want to run for office, do you have to kind of declare yourself Democrat or Republican and then work through their funding and vetting systems? How does that work? Yeah, no, I, well, I think, I think, you know, that's on your mind. And I'm sure that's probably on the minds of, of millions of other Americans who, you know, in looking at the congressional approval rating right now, I mean, Congress as a whole, as a body, I, <clears throat> the, you know, approval rating is, is sort of has been down uh, recently and, and has been down for a long time. And so I think we're probably at this point in our history where we're really, really, really evaluating what it means to be associated with the party and uh, perhaps many of us just coming to understand what it means to exist within a party where you have a spectrum of beliefs and different sets of political power and there's different incentives depending on where you fall in the political spectrum. And so, you know, I, I think to understand it, it's sort of like being part of any large organization, you're going to have different groups. And so uh, do, do I think that in, in the modern age, you have to become a part of a political party? I mean, no, not necessarily. I mean, the beauty of this country is like you, you don't have to become affiliated at all. In fact, if you look at the election uh, this year, uh, a lot of it just simply because of the razor thin margins and you look at the way Congress breaks down uh, with a slim majority, you know, it's incentivizing, I think, I think a lot of folks to consider becoming an independent uh, to sort of remove themselves from party politics uh, altogether and sort of, you know, make decisions based on themselves, maybe their family, and their community without the the lens that's sort of put upon them by a party, um, and and these are folks from many different backgrounds, you know, all across the country, you know, uh, re regardless of of where they live. Um, perhaps you know you know people in in, in your life, and and I'm sure I do too, that uh, are sort of reevaluating what it means to be a voter and and uh, and how and what's important to them and and how they base their decisions just because of the lightning fast nature of the news and, and just sort of the life that we've been living over the last couple of years. And so I think the point is that uh, joining a political party sort of does have its, it does have its benefits, right? There's, there's history, access to resources, um, support where needed in terms of fundraising, if you need that, or field organizers, you need some help knocking on doors, uh, help with messaging, right? Help getting access to information and and the right folks to sort of form your platform. I mean, there are certainly benefits to joining a party a party platform. Um, but but these days, you know, uh, even races at the local level, you just have to be very careful about your races, uh, city council, school board becoming nationalized. And I think there's a, a national lens that's being infused into a lot of races that we see and at levels of government and campaigns all across government. So. Uh, I, I would really empower folks to, to sort of look inward and say, you know, uh, what's what's important to me uh, to, to really look across the spectrum, I would say, uh, in, in both parties now. And, and, you know, there's a lot of folks that are joining sort of an independent movement. That's interesting. But it is your right, you know, living in this country to be able to do that. 
Uh, and it is your decision at the end of the day. And the beauty of that is, is, is nobody's going to stop you from making that decision. In fact, I'd be sitting here, here with you on this podcast, you know, supporting your right to do that and, and would fight to defend that, uh, wh whether or not we're in the same party or not. Or not. Um, and so I think that's, that's a beautiful thing uh, that's here in this country. And I, and I would support that. Yeah, it's tough. I think when you look at nationally, people may not realize this, but you know we're not necessarily all a majority Democrat or majority Republican. There is something like, <laughs> I don't know, 37% Republican, 37% uh, Democrat, and the rest are independent. And for a yeah. lot of national elections are decided by independents, uh, right. people that don't want to affiliate with one party or another, and they vote right. wherever they want. And sometimes right. maybe there's a good Democratic candidate, sometimes there's a Republican candidate. Sometimes you pick the candidate that's the least worst option, <laughs> you know, <laughs> unfortunately, in politics. Uh, but this is the other great thing. I, Go ahead. I was going to say, if, if, if I could, you know, the, the other thing that's sort of interesting about the party politics, right, like um, Americans, just to your point, you know, our, our turnout, just given that we're in a presidential year now, you know, our turnout hovers somewhere around 60%, even during the presidential year. And so I think, you know, a lot of this is going to be driven, you know, especially in the race that's currently happening right now, a lot of it will be driven, I think, by independents and folks that are unaffiliated with, with party politics in general. Uh, but it, the game is also about turnout. And so, you know, it, it's about engaging folks, regardless of where they are on the political spectrum. It's about who's turning up at the polls, uh, how many people are showing up, and, and, and regardless of how they're voting, are they showing up at all? And so I think the game is, if you're in party politics right now, how can we turn out and maximize our voters that we know to be true today, who are sympathetic to you know, our side of the aisle? And if you're an independent, you know, being able to engage folks uh, in the same way, just making sure that they go to the polls. Fantastic. Uh, Bijan Nakwe, thank you so much for your time. Uh, we've learned a lot. This is an election year, as you said. We're going to keep checking in with you. You're our, our man at Washington, D.C., inside the Beltway, as they say. Uh, with knowledge and insights that I think the rest of the Iranian community can benefit from. So hang in there. We will come back and check with you uh, every now and then uh, until we see how this election year goes. Thanks so much for joining us. Wonderful. I look forward to it. Thanks.